Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you have now stumbled upon yet another episode of the As Told by Reese podcast. I'm your host, Reese, and you are my listeners. Listeners. <sighs> Today's episode is going to be a little different. It's going to have a different energy because not only have you unlocked another episode of the podcast, you've also unlocked a special episode. Why? Because this episode is happening after the midnight hour. <laughs> and at midnight, we have the midnight gospel. And after the midnight hour, the energy is just a little different. Why is the energy different? Well, I don't know. It just is. I've recorded a few after midnight podcasts. And i got to tell you, there's just such a, a different take on it than usual. I can tell the difference. The energy is different. The vibe is different. The feeling is different. It's just different. Or is it? Is it all in my head? Is it all in your head? Is this really after midnight? Because technically, any time is after midnight. We really think about it. But we don't want to be pedantic and we don't want to get into semantics. So... Away we go. We're going to keep going. But funny, speaking about energy, I was thinking about something the other day, and I'm going to lead into that. Energy. A lot of times when I'm trying to create something or, or do this podcast or come up with another video or come up with an idea or, or sit down and just really buckle down on something that I need to do or something that I want to do, something that's fun, such as the hobbies, the things I like doing, anything that involves not just sitting or more accurately laying on the couch, doom scrolling or joy scrolling. That word energy. <clears throat> Sometimes I have none of it at all. Sometimes I had it. I have a very steady flow of it, <laughs> but that's even rare. That's that's much rare. But on occasion, I have these sudden bursts of energy where I get things done. For example, let's take my last podcast, if you please. My last podcast came in the middle of writing a new song uploading several YouTube videos, um, in addition to TikTok and Instagram videos as well. And it also included creating, um, starting a script and creating a few ideas and writing a new song. So there was a lot of activity in a very short amount of time. It was a sudden burst of energy. And it's funny because that came on the hills, heels, as in the back foot, that came on the heels instead of hills of me needing to sleep and feeling very sleepy. And then all of a sudden, that feeling going straight away and then just jumping into all these activities until eventually I ran out of steam and I fell asleep. I crashed, so to speak. And I thought to myself, oh, I know what this is. I know what this is. This is mania. This is mania. This is manic energy. 
I'm bringing something back that I that I haven't done in a while. I'm going to bring back definitions. Yes, yes, you're going back to school. So very interesting. So so very fun. I'm doing this live. I'm looking this up live on my phone. Manic, from the Oxford Language Dictionary, is relating to or affected by mania, which we will get into in a bit, but is showing wild, apparently deranged, excitement and energy. It's also frenetically busy, frantic, but let's continue. What is manic behavior? Defined by the Cleveland Clinic as having an abnormally high-level activity or energy, feeling extremely happy or excited, even euphoric, not sleeping or only getting a few hours of sleep but still feeling rested, having inflated self-esteem, thinking you're invincible. Hmm. That last part kind of, kind of stings. <laughs> but let's go ahead and define mania as well. Oof. Well, mania is a mental illness marked by periods of great excitement or euphoria, delusions, and overactivity. Ouch again. Or an excessive enthusiasm or desire. Uh, an obsession. Hmm. So it's interesting. Because up until very recently... I know mania and manic could be a lot of different things. So I know it could be um, related to a state of euphoria. But anytime that I think about manic and the way my friends talk about talk to me about their mania, it's always in the opposite way. It's always an, an anxious or depressive thing when they talk about mania. It's, it's not often associated with you know, like the 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 excitement or energy for something, it's usually caused by an excessive worry or something, or I need to excessively clean the house or anything of that nature. I just had too much, I I I had too much on my mind, so I couldn't sit or anything like that. But I never thought of mania in the way of it can help you get things done. <laughs> Like, it helped me get things done. And I realize a lot of times when I have my bursts of creativity, it's <laughs> it's very akin to mania. It's very akin to um, manic energy. It's very akin to feeling like I got a shot of inspiration. And then all of a sudden, just going, being able to put together so many things in a row. But then, but then, always, eventually, for me, there goes the crash. The highest highs and the lowest of lows. Because after, after those bouts of, those energy bouts, energetic bouts, those inspirational bouts, it takes me a while to get back up to steam, to get back to where I was. Why? Well, because work and life responsibilities and everything and ah uh, I don't I'm not in the mood to execute that idea right now. I don't have the I don't have the energy to do that. I don't have the the motivation. I don't have the drive. And then I'm just stuck for a little while until some random midnight for the weekend. That I decide I have so much energy that I need to do a lot of things, but let me focus on this one thing right now. And so that's the thing I focused on right now is making yet another podcast episode. Because again, 
I'm paying for this. And I will be damned if I'm not going to get my money's worth. Even if nobody else listens to this. Even if I don't listen to this again. But obviously I will. For quality control, I have to make sure my audio sounds right the whole time. Come on. So in summation, I was not too many days ago years old that I found out and realized that I suffer from some form of mania. I'm manic. Just not the depressive part. I'm manic impressive. <laughs> That's not a thing. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. But maybe it should be. I don't know. But I just thought it's so very interesting how, you know, when we examine ourselves and our own behavior, that we can just learn so much. It's We can learn as much looking at ourselves as we can looking at other people. But in fact, maybe more. I will say more in conjunction, right? Because I think by understanding others, you can understand yourself more. And by understanding yourself more, you can understand others. Because before, I had a, I didn't have as clear an understanding of the different types of mania or that there could be different types of mania. And, you know, sometimes those energetic outbursts are just energetic, are, are just inspirations. Uh, but sometimes they're just mania. I know there's sometimes I have, I have too much energy and nowhere to channel it. Just because, just because I have the energy doesn't mean I have the, I have the ability to push it forward at that moment. Not always. Not always. Sometimes I have to wait for it to come to me. Other times it's, it's, I have more things to do than my energy can handle. And then I try to channel it into something productive. Often that comes in the form of cleaning or moving something or, or planning something or structuring something. And other times it just comes in, um, you know, I'll create something. It doesn't take me long to create things, right? And I realize now it's it'd be a lot harder for me to have to edit something over time than it would be to create something massive and edit it all at once. But if I had to take like a year to edit a piece of something, I think I would go crazy. Not to make something, not to create something, but to curate it over and over and over again till it's polished like a diamond. Oof. My attention span sinking just thinking about it. But I wanted to throw this to you, whoever's listening, right? What do you do when you feel that manic energy? What do you do when you feel bouts of mania? Either in a, I don't want to say a positive, negative, or good or bad way, but just when you have 
you know, those definitions that we talked, definitions we talked earlier. I don't know why I say things differently than I actually say them usually. I always say definitions, and now all of a sudden some definitions. What? Get out of here. How do you channel your mania? How do you channel your manic energy? Or do you suppress it? Do you figure out different things to do? Do you, um, do you ignore it? Or do you even have it? I think we all have it one way or the other. It just comes in different forms. Sometimes you get that excessive need to clean or you, you go down the um, TED Talk of the YouTube rabbit hole. You try to find all these productivity hacks and everything. And with that for me, all of that is a feast or a famine. Right now, I, I'm in a famine phase with it, kind of, because I'm, I'm reached oversaturation, I learned, with this stuff. Like, um, for me, I've always been trying to find a way to study better so I could retain more things that I read. And at this point in, in the conversation, this is where I would plug some sort of sponsor if we had one. But guess what? We don't have one, so you don't have to worry about that. I notice for me, the thing that works best is kind of bashing my head over and over and over again with the subject till it starts to make sense to me. And I've thought about different methods and I've researched them and everything. I even, I even wanted to undertake this uh, productivity challenge or whatever that this, this gentleman... Um, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but he completed a graduate degree. Well, no, an undergraduate degree. Um, you know, non, non-credited undergraduate degree of MIT, of computer science at MIT in under a year or in a year. I mean, it's groundbreaking. I said, oh, that's the stuff I need. I need something like that. So I even started looking into his stuff and it's all fascinating. But as I was reading it, as I was trying to read it, I said, I don't have the attention span for a lot of this that is being said. And I realized with me, the things that I am interested in, I am interested in. The things I am not interested, I am aggressively disinterested in it. And I can't trick my brain into being interested in it, even if it's beneficial for me. For example... I want my knowledge of music to become so much deeper and wider. I want it to be as vast as a mental ocean. However, when I start learning about theory, when I start learning about theory, right, it's some of the most boring stuff to me. And it's not even that boring. It's just obtuse, and I'm not absorbing it, and I, I find myself saying, oh man, I don't, I'm not retaining any of this. I'm not retaining any of this. So I've always tried to find ways to hack my learning, because I love learning, is the funny part. I love learning. But I understand now, I am absolutely a learner by doer. I'm a learner by doing. I'm a learner by experiencing. 
I'm a learner by applying it. I'm an applied learner. What happens is I get the gist of something. And then I have to work with it myself. That's it. That's what it is. But even with that, when you're when you're thinking about things in theory, there's only so much application you can do. And that's the trouble I find myself in. But that's why I do this. That is why I create. Because I can take what I learn and apply it to the things that I do. <sighs> but that's why my, my, my musicianship isn't as good as it needs to be. Because before I can apply what I learn with theory and, and theory-related items, I, it just, it's, it's background noise. I have to key myself to focus in so much that it's ridiculous. And what I've done with that, right, is I've reduced distractions. You know how some people say, oh, I'd get so much done if, if I didn't have so much downtime. I reduce my downtime. I've reduced my downtime to be actually very minimal. This is why I say all these productivity gurus and all these things. I'm not going to call them liars, right? Because this isn't the podcast for that. But I'm just going to say, even listening to them, even following all those steps, you may not achieve what you think you're going to achieve. You may not. Because I've done all of it. I've done all of it. I've done the get up at four in the morning and all those things. Eventually, if you're a normal person who's not going to all of a sudden become a millionaire off of these routines and everything like that, eventually you're going to face things called burnout. Eventually you're going to have things called downtime. Eventually life will get in the way. See, when we see all these people who do all these great things or say all they're doing all these great things online, that's just a snapshot of whatever they want us to see of them. We don't know anything else about them. We don't know what kind of family life they have. We don't know if their kids would call them a great parent or a present parent. We don't know if their spouse or their family or friends would say they're great and available here for me. Anything like that. We don't know if they're actually following their life's passion or they're finding something on a platform to sell you. We don't know that. I'm not saying they're not living the way they're living, and I'm not singling anybody out because no one's ever going to hear this anyway. But I'm just saying is it's an incomplete picture. Even me saying all these things that I'm saying to you, it's an incomplete picture. I'm just some guy on the random random uh, radio waves talking. But I am saying that I use myself for my experiments because I do, having said all that, believe relatively anybody can achieve relatively anything. I do believe that. I do believe that. And the reason why I believe that is because you're here. And the thought of existence itself is so weird. It's so strange and so random. But then the thought of you or I existing within this existence is so random and weird anyway. So in a way, we've already hit the the universal, multiversal, intergalactic 
federational <laughs> lottery. We've already hit the infinite lottery. So what's a little thing like accomplishing your dreams? Or what's a little thing like not accomplishing your dreams? Either way, you, you really, you really, um, you really beat improbability by being here. So uh, I'm not going to stick around for too much longer, but I wanted to have a thought. When did hobbies stop being hobbies? And when did they become something that must be monetized? Something that if you're a little good at or show a little enthusiasm for, someone around you invariably say, hey, you have talent at this, you should do it. Like if you were a little funny and you tend to make the people around you laugh or giggle, someone will say, hey, you should be a comedian. You should try your hand to stand up. You should try your hand at this. Or if you could sing, you should try to be a singer. You should go on social media and, and sing covers and blow this up or blow that up. or Whatever your, your hobby is, someone invariably around you will say, if they're paying attention enough, you're good at this, you should monetize it. You should take it somewhere. And you might ignore it, but you might not. And a lot of people are choosing not to ignore that right now. So every day there pops up a new this kind of channel, a new that kind of channel, a new this type of hustle, a new that kind of hustle. And I'm also not immune and not innocent about that. Because why you're listening to a podcast because someone told me that I should start one. And I thought to myself, that's not a bad idea. I have a lot of things to say. But also, I have a YouTube channel. Also, I've made songs. Also, I've written a children's book and I have other books on the way. I've done so many things that started out as, hey, you should do that. Or, hey, I should do that. But on the same token, I've encouraged so many of the people that I know that they should begin their journey of whatever but realistically, the only people that should ever begin their journey of something are the people that are truly interested in their journey of something. Not even the people that have a gift or a talent for it. Not even those people. Because if you're truly not interested in doing that, then you shouldn't do it. Because in order to make, for most normal people that don't have the resources that are not well resourced in order to make that hobby a thing you're going to have to be at it for years and years and years and years even if you were to get viral all of a sudden and or whatever whatever the equivalent of that is in any other space it's still going to take a lot of dedication and and years and years and years of just putting in the work constantly and consistently which you know that's the other part of this it's not it's not part-time because even if you do a part-time you have to put in a full-time effort on it and that's the part where I say I may need to stop encouraging people when they're not ready right because maybe I'm putting 
undue pressure on them. Maybe they think they have to be the one to do the thing. I don't think so because I've encouraged everyone else to do the thing around me because I want to be a professional hanger-on. I want to be the person that spends all your money or at least all the money you give me. I want to be the person hyping you up and saying, you are great, you are fantastic, you are special. I also want to be a person, you might need a body or two to hide. I'm not opposed to that. Depends on what they did. I'll at least hear you out. I'll at least hear you out. But just because I believe that everyone around me is supremely talented and they they can get there, they just need a push, doesn't mean I should be the one pushing them. Because that might create undue pressure and burden on them. So even though I do believe in everyone, I think I'm going to keep that to myself. I'm going to keep that as my little secret that I believe in them. Maybe I'll start doing the opposite. Maybe I'll start hating on them. Maybe I'll become their detractor so they can go ahead and prove me wrong. And then at least if they I do turn out right as a detractor, I can say I told you so. But we won't do that, will we? Hmm. Who knows? And I think that is where we will end the As Told by Reese podcast. This episode, at least. Not the podcast as a whole, because again, I got to get my security payment back. So you're going to be around for a few more episodes, hopefully. Hopefully. I'll be around. Hopefully you come back, too. But if you didn't come back, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not hurt. I don't even care, really. What's it? Just a guy trying to live out his dream. That's all. (laughs) By giving yet another podcast, which was not a thing that existed a few years ago. But it's all over the place now. Everyone has one. And so do I. But the difference is, I'm so very grateful for you coming here and spending a little bit of time with me because time is our most precious commodity right it's very finite for us as we experience it in this form but you know what else is finite energy i would say energy right after time is the next most precious commodity right well, health, yes, yes, but let's go with my energy analogy. Because you can have all the time in the world, but if you don't have any energy to do anything, then you're just, what are you going to do with it? You don't just want to sit in a quiet room with your hands on your lap, sitting straight forward and watching the time, the precious time tick away. You want to do things with that time. You want to do the things that you want to do at that time. And you need energy to do that. So I think in the equation of happiness, there definitely has to be a time and an energy. But I'm not a mathematician, so I don't know what that equation looks like. I would say times time, time, times energy. Times time energy. Energy times time. That would be better. But there has to be some sort of dividend or divider has to be some sort of square root or to the power of there had to be 
this is a longer outro than I was planning on for some reason. I just started going off on tangents, which if you listen to me, I'm known to do a tangent or two or most, most, mostly tangents. I'm mostly tangents. See, I'm going on right now, but no, I'm not because I'm ending this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I think that you're, but I think that you're right. I think that's your ride. You have been in this corner of the universe for far too long. But you're always welcome to come back. Just go ahead and hit the next episode, which will be up at some point. Until then, I see you later. Bye now.